It is time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy in Ōtautahi. Kia ora, Sally, and organisers of the New Zealand Agricultural sh- agri- sorry, agricultural Show. What is happening on midday today? <laughs> Goodness me. Say there's no need to ban animals over disease concerns. Over to you. Kia ora, Mani. That's right. This comes as organisers of the Melbourne Royal Show announced they would ban pigs because they're considered to have a higher risk of harbouring and spreading exotic diseases like foot and mouth. Farmers in Australia have been on high alert since the disease was found in neighbouring Indonesia earlier this year. There's also concern in New Zealand. The Ministry for Primary Industries has ramped up biosecurity efforts at the border. Director of Biosecurity for the New Zealand Agricultural Show, Richard Lemon, says they're monitoring the situation, but at the moment there's no need to ban any animals. The country is on alert at the moment, and we, we know that. What we will do is... If MPI instruct us or uh, come out publicly to say that there are now restrictions in place, we will abide by those. But until that time, um, we just monitor and uh, keep an eye on where things are at. Mr Lemon says biosecurity is a high priority for the show, which takes place in Christchurch in November. He says some precautions will be in place. We still have some of those in place, even from mycoplasma. So um, around our cattle area, we are very conscious of um, any disease or that because we do um, show some very expensive animals. So we take all the precautions as an an organisation that we can to protect our exhibitors and clients. General preparations for the show are coming along well and organisers are excited to welcome crowds after two years of cancellations. Over a million hectares of wilding pine control work has been carried out over the last two years. Established in 2016, the National Wilding Conifer Control Programme aims to prevent the spread of the pests and to remove them from areas they've already invaded. Speaking at the Wilding Pine Conference in Blenheim today, Minister for Biosecurity Damien O'Connor says a $100 million funding injection into the programme announced in 2020 has had a huge impact. I've been out uh, in a number of areas and some of it, you know, we've had uh, all the trees removed uh, and and it's kind of gone back to uh, farming or it's been available for farming. Uh, Others have had all the trees sprayed, so you've got lots of standing dead trees. Uh, So there's a variety um, of of, uh, methods that are being used, spot spraying, obviously pulling the seedlings out by hand. Uh, We've done everything and anything we can to try and kill these wilding pines, and we've just got to carry on doing that. Damien O'Connor says analysis shows that if left unchecked, wilding pines could cost the economy $5.3 billion, so the government's made the right decision investing in control. To other news, Rabobank doesn't expect China's zero-COVID policy to be scrapped anytime soon and says demand for New Zealand milk is suffering as a result. The Agribusiness Bank is warning that global milk production is outpacing slowing demand from China, our largest market. Senior agriculture analyst Emma Higgins says revolving COVID-19 lockdowns in China could see demand drop even further in the year ahead. So lockdowns are continuing across the course of this year and we expect this to remain the policy for the foreseeable future. And as it stands right now, it is having a negative impact on dairy demand. And we're starting to see this come through in terms of what's happening with the global dairy trade auctions. Um, We are seeing weaker Chinese participation there. 
And so that's the thing that we're really watching out for is, is how that weaker dairy demand in China translates to uh, what they buy here from New Zealand. And there's a cocktail of things to think about in that regard as well. So it's not just the weaker dairy demand, but it's the fact that we've seen really strong milk production in China and also at the same time uh, looking through some inventories that we think have been building for uh, certainly over the last year. Emma Higgins says other international buyers are unlikely to fill the void from weakening Chinese sales and it could be months before demand ticks up again. It's the mix of strong milk production. It's the mix of effectively stockpiles building within China and also weak dairy demand. Those three factors mean that uh, we're likely to continue to see weaker demand for New Zealand product over the course of the next 12 months. That's Emma Higgins from Rabobank. Farmers are being warned it could be a, it could be tough to get space at the works towards the end of the month. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says it, there's a few factors behind the lack of space, including the ongoing effects of COVID-19 on processing staff. Slaughter data is showing a really big hole in the lamb kill and that could leave finishers stuck with old season lambs unless space is booked in advance. Uh, and look, that becomes particularly risky um, just as lambs start to get to the point where they're cutting their teeth and that does need to be a consideration. The general sentiment coming from lamb exporters is also one of cautiousness. Uh, the current global economic conditions are starting to impact demand uh, and we're seeing consumers turn to those cheaper proteins to mitigate some of these inflationary measures. And look, this is creating softer demand for lamb uh, and we are seeing some pullback in prices. That's Mel Crowe from AgriHQ. And just lastly, strawberry growers are hoping the wet winter doesn't continue into spring, with crops soon to be blossoming with berries. West Auckland grower Anthony Rakic says he still is, he's still a few weeks away from picking, with his crops needing more sunlight hours. We had a dry, dry winter, so we had a wet spring last year. This year, if we've had the wet winter, hopefully our spring would be better. Spring is when the, the flowers are there, the fruits there. If we can just have, like I say, nice weather, that'll just the, the warm weather also brings the sugar levels up in the strawberries. Further south in Hotafenua, Catherine Lewis grows her strawberries in polytunnels, which have protected them from the rain. However, she says a lack of sunlight is taking a toll. So although we have a covered crop, it still it still presents challenges because with rainfall becomes you know less less sunlight, and we need sunlight to to ripen those berries. So um, although it's early days, we're tracking okay, but it would just be nice if the sun came out and the temperatures increased. That's for sure. So fingers crossed. We're always hopeful for a good season, and that's the thing. That's what you survive on is hope that the sun will come out. Both growers say it's too early to tell if this year's harvest will be a good one. And that's the rural news for today. Koe rā te porongo o te tai whenua. Kia ora, Sally.